Today's show is sponsored by Supreme Whiskey Stones, an LEO business specializing in the best whiskey accessories to protect and serve your favorite pours. From whiskey stones to customer laser etched glassware, they take pride in what they do and love making their customers happy. Check them out on Instagram at Supreme Whiskey Stones, at SupremeWhiskeyStones.com, or through the various military and first responder organizations they sponsor. Cheers. That was a two tier. <laughs> With a. Oh! You <coughs> know I would. Oh! I'm glad I'm stuffed up. <laughs> Man. You know I can't put this in anything. Like, I wouldn't do that to you. Why? I wouldn't care. That was a good fart. <laughs> put it, like, right at the very beginning of the episode. No. Man. I can't put that in there. Oh. <laughs> I told you that was a bomber. <laughs> Man. I hadn't had one that good in a while. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker. And together, we make the Dad Shrinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Say hello to the folks, Wilford Brimley. Who? You know, the guy who said diabetes? That he had the big old mustache? I mean, I remember diabetes, but I don't remember that. Yeah. Wilford Brimley has a huge mustache. and he, They did all those, like, remix, like, dia, 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 diabetes. John, I'm not sure what you YouTube in your free time, but it's significantly different than what I look up. <laughs> we don't want to talk about what you look up. Oh, man, I get bombed all the time with like, um, from where the kid watches, Lord knows whatever. You know, there's like alert notifications of this just released or this just put out or have you seen? It's always some something that the kid's been watching. So, you know, it kind of links and wants to suggest it. And I'm like, where does this come from? The funny thing is, is if you look at my Netflix, it's all like, do you want to watch My Little Pony or Barbie or all sorts of stuff? It's never anything of like the good Netflix stuff that's out. Like Roadhouse? Roadhouse is a great movie. (laughs) Yeah, let me just say, like, Roadhouse changed my life. It changes a lot of people's, especially if they've never seen it and they start watching it when they're, you know, housed on a Sunday night. (laughs) Roadhouse was half the reason why I was a bouncer in college. But did you also grow your hair out and go Swayze crazy? No. I'm trying to picture you with Swayze hair. I mean, the fact there's just a, a beard now, it makes it laughable. Like I said, and we've talked about this on earlier shows, when I did skateboard, <gasps> I had the hair down to my chin, but I had it all shaved underneath. So it was all shaved. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I had it all shaved underneath, but then long hair. I'm still trying to picture you skateboarding. I was I was Okay. I just picture like this little narrow skateboard and John. Well, I wasn't this fat then. Like, <laughs> Still, it was I a, like the current image. It was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, speaking of different times, a lot of people really liked when we stepped out of our comfort zone and had some tequila. And today we are going to step out of our comfort zone again. And we're going to try something that we don't always have. This is something... Where you have more tequila than I do, this is something I have more of. And we are having the Powers John Lane 12-year-old single pot stilled Irish whiskey. And Zeke is not one to normally have the Irish whiskey or the scotch. And that is more on my repertoire. 
So welcome. Boy, well, I was going to say, when you said um, you having versus me, I, I'm pretty sure I'm always going to be at close to zero as far as my percent inventory in the uh, Irish whiskey or scotch or anything in that realm zone. Oh, Zeke, it's so good. You should have some. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> it's single pot stilled. At triple. The, it's a single pot still Irish whiskey, but it's triple distilled. So that means it goes through three times. You know, I like these accents better than you do the whoopee cushion Mickey Mouse thing. It's, I do what I can for you. I can live with this. But there's three times it goes in. How many? Tree. Oh, I tasted a tree. <laughs> you tasted a tree? I felt like it. This is 12 years old. It is a single pot still Irish whiskey, but it is triple distilled in the process. So what happens is a single pot still whiskey is unique to Ireland in general and to the Middleton Distillery Company in Cork in particular, and it is regarded as the quintessential style of Irish whiskey. It's made from a mash of malted and unmalted barley and then triple distilled in copper pot stills. Pot still whiskeys are characterized by full complex flavors and a wonderful creamy mouthfeel. The cool thing about this one, it's 92 proof, 46% ABV. It's non-chill filtered. It is malted and unmalted barley that we talk about. It is a first and second fill cask. So a lot of them are former bourbon casks and Oloroso sherry with some Iberian oak mixed in there as well. So this obviously is a blend, but there's a lot of different things coming in from new oak to ex-bourbon oak. Where'd you to get Oloroso? Oloroso? It just says American oak with a small inclusion of Iberian oak. It says it here on this other thing that was sent. They sent us a lot of literature to go along with this. No. John's Lane released is then matured for at least 12 years, mainly in first fill American bourbon casks with a small contribution of distillate from a maturation period in Oloroso Sherry Butts. The result is an outstanding, lingering, robust taste that provides a perfect tribute to the spiritual home of one of Ireland's most loved whiskeys. And what they mean by that is John Lane used to be an old distillery. It was shut down in the 1970s in the massive distillery consolidation, and it was actually bought by Middleton. Typical for a lot of whiskeys that you know, we know in America, right? There are brands all the time that get eaten up by a bigger brand. So Middleton bought John Lane. Middleton, as you know, they have Middleton Very Rare. That is a very, very good Irish whiskey. They do red breast, green spot, all sorts of things. But anything that is a single pot still is typically associated with Middleton in Ireland. Actually, this would all be new info for me, John. So the, as you know, is not really applicable. I'm just kind of trying to help I, you. I know. <laughs> that I do know. It's, it's, so is Oloroso and Iberian Oak. A synonym almost? Is that, is, that, is that what Oloroso would normally go in? I don't know. No, so the Iberian oak is in addition to the Oloroso sherry cask. So there are some casks that used to be bourbon, some casks that had Oloroso sherry, and then there's some Iberian oak that is in there as well. That's what I'm saying. Would the Oloroso sherry be finished in Iberian oak? No, just a regular. Or not finished, but is that what it goes into? Because I don't know. No, just a regular. I'm just confused why it's on one thing and not the other. I don't know. Because people want to make us think. And at this point, I'm really not into thinking. I'm more into drinking. Well, sometimes drinking makes you think. Yeah. Sometimes we rethink how we drink. It's just a loophole, man. It is just that snake. You know, the snake that's eating himself in the picture. Like, that's what it comes down to all the time. I like a dog chasing its tail. 
I don't know. I can't really reach that way. Eeyore doesn't have a tail. It keeps falling off. (laughs) Would you call me the ambassador of Mope? Kaleidoscope of Mope. Kaleidoscope of Mope. That's a pick. Like, we we are going to do a pick called the Kaleidoscope of Mope. It's in one of Charleston's books. I forget which one. I can find it. Somebody gets called a Kaleidoscope of Mope. And every time I read that, I laugh. I'm like, where's John? Sophia really likes, uh, what is it, the Pout Pout Fish? Yeah, that, that's where it is. It's, yeah. in, it's in one of the Pout Pout books. I was thinking it was in a Pout Pout. And the, then the, uh, the squid calls him a kaleidoscope of mope. And then or the octopus. The Pout Pout fish and the Bully Bully shark. I haven't got that one. Oh, that's a good one. She loves the Bully Bully shark. Wow, Rabbit Hole. This is 12 years old. As we talked about, it's 96 proof. What did you think? Hmm. And thank you very, very much to Middleton and Powers for sending this our way. They sent us this in full disclosure, but that has nothing to do with how our review would be. It's not off-putting to me. I'll laugh because one of the guys that's usually at Elixir when I happen to stick my head in the door, Greg Culpepper, has been thinking past a couple of months now, every time he's there, he'll inevitably buy some scotch that he says, I'm going to love this one, or you need to try this one. So he buys it, we pop it, try it at the store, and the response is always the same. Nope, don't, don't like that one. And so the last time we had this uh, scenario, he was going off and saying, all right, well, we need to start doing Irish whiskeys. I think there's some of those you're really going to like. So I was kind of intrigued to, to get into this and see what it had to offer. Again, I think overall, it doesn't turn my head the way Pete and uh, his friends in the Scotch world do. But I can't say I necessarily gravitate toward it a ton, but we'll see. We'll get into some notes. I think there is a huge difference, and and a lot of people can sometimes get confused between Scotch and Irish whiskey. If Scotch is one extreme and American whiskey is another extreme, Irish whiskey really meets it in the middle, and it is a lot easier to drink for those people that don't like the peated characteristics of a Scotch. It's much more accessible. I can see that. Again, if anyone that's listened to me ever talk about uh, Pete, we're uh, we're not friends. <laughs> Well, I'll just say that there is a lot going on here on the nose for me. I got sweet tobacco, wood. It wasn't necessarily oak, but wood. It was like a freshly cut sawdust. You know, you just cut some wood and the sawdust is there. It gets in your nose. Maybe a little, dare I say it, leather, pear, and apple. I I think there was a bunch of stuff going on in the nose. The taste, I got butterscotch first and foremost, Super, super creamy, just coated my mouth. Not overly fruity, but there's some there. The pear and apple are kind of there again. A slight baking spice. I think the other thing is that with Irish whiskeys and scotches, the Irish whiskey, you might tend to get more in that kind of 90 to 100 proof range. So I think it's a little bit meatier than you might find in a scotch in the sense that the proof's going to be a little bit higher. But it is a nice and easy 92-proof drinker. It's one of those ones that you could drink a lot of it before you kind of realize you drank a lot of it because it goes down very easy to me. The finish is medium, sweet, and fruity. Doesn't really do a lot to uh, to kind of hang around, but it's very enjoyable. It's a very easy sipper, and I could imagine sipping on a lot of it. I can see that. Oh, I meant to ask earlier, you may not know, but... What would be the purpose in both malted and unmalted barleys? I think there are people that are paid a lot more than me in this world to know that. I think it's more of just, you're going to have a mixture of, you don't want to be overly malty. So maybe you want to have a mixture just to kind of balance that out a little bit. Hmm. Okay. I just saw it and didn't have a clue. 
To me, nose-wise, I thought it was slightly mossy at first. I got a heavy scent to me of chicory coffee. That kind of, I think it's one of the little K-cup flavor things, whatever. I don't know, whatever that smell is of like freshly burnt or toasted wood of the hickory variety. That That's really why I kind of picked up as a, a memory type thing. Old hickory. Well, not old wood. I'm just, it's, I'm just, well, no, I, I try and discern that because to me, old woods, you know, those scotches that have been in barrels that have been used over and over and over. And it's a much, it's a much different wood taste. Oh, I mean, it's, this is fresh, like crackling off a fire or fresh, you know, that sense, not, not wood that's been in a river for a hundred years covered with moss and God knows what else. No, I mean, I totally understand that. That's why I was saying the sawdust because it's like fresh cut yeah. wood. Yeah, I'm definitely with you there. Something about it, I know corn's not in there, and that's why I tried to like work my way through it thinking-wise, but some some portion of it just seems somewhat young or, or not aged to me. But overall, I would say it definitely had a, a roasted profile. I know it's got a 12-year age statement, but it seemed roasted profile with a youngish juice for whatever reason. Palette-wise, at first it was super sweet for just a minute, I thought it was a really light pour. Honestly, I didn't get the creamy at all. And then again, I got a really strong hickory profile that just kind of moved through it. I did get some sweet on the back end. I put down a similar like applewood smoked bacon. Again, I think it was somewhere to do with freshly smoked wood and just a, a very light fruit sensation. And whatever popped in my head just happened to be the, the applewood smoked bacon, possibly from lunch. <laughs> but but that's what I got really. Um, I didn't dislike it by any means, but I wasn't overly moved either. It's not my, uh, it's not a newfound love for me by any means. Well, we're going to keep trying. At $70, <laughs> what are you on this one? The only reason I think I would uh, end up with one of these in my own bar was if I had, you know, friends or family that enjoyed these type of pours and, you know, I was just trying to cater to them. Personally, I don't see a niche or a need for it. And, you know, I, th- I thought more about it too because it was confusing. Because I admittedly do like Stranahan's, especially the yellow label. I like it more than the Diamond Peak. And there's a lot of similarities to this in Stranahan's. And what difference is there? I don't know why, but whatever that, you know, probably 20% differentiation, it's a make or break for me. I, I don't know why. Huh. I'd get one. I liked it. But I kind of like that stuff. I like Middleton. I like Green Spot. I like Red Breast. I will say, I, I think you would go great with coffee. Hints and Irish coffee. Like, I can see where that came from easily now. You put this with some straight black coffee, it's going to blend perfectly. Next show, we should do that. Probably make your day a little easier, too, if it's how you start out your mornings. I wish I still had coffee in the pot and would figure it out, but I <laughs> no, drank it all. That, that would go down super easy. Another thing I did pick up on this that I, I thought would be worth touching on it was on the back. We have Powers, John's Lane's release tasting notes. Nose, an abundance of earthy aromas, leather, tobacco with layers of charred wood, dark chocolate, and treacle toffee. I probably said that wrong. Taste, full-bodied spice, front followed by vanilla, honey, and dried apricot. Ooh, John's word. I didn't say either of those words. Well, you know you're on restriction still. Finish, (laughs) lingering honey sweetness on toasted oak. And I'll say reading this... If you're reading that and you're tasting it, you're probably going to pick up on most of those things. But would you have without reading it? Because I got fruit, but I got like pear and apple. Yeah. I didn't get the... Well, you know, it's funny, um, you know, talking with Tark some and 
He says he likes to provide tasting notes or have somebody help him with tasting notes. Not help as far as he can't do them, but just, you know, diversity and whatnot. And says that as far as in the store, there's definitely a, you know, a sect of people that can taste what you taste when they've been provided with the notes. But they're not going to formulate that on their own. But it definitely helps to move bottles and help people recognize, quote unquote, what they're tasting and possibly enjoy it more. Which I think is an interesting psychology play, but it's definitely true. This could get us into a whole longer show here. <laughs> but I think there are sometimes, and a lot of times I can get it. And, and for people pulling back the curtain a little bit, Zeke and I don't always talk about our tasting notes while we're sitting there sipping and enjoying on something. We kind of do tend to keep to ourselves at least the stuff that we write down, we don't show. Oh, we're like fourth grade lunch. I got my arms around both sides. Yeah. We both (laughs) don't cheat off of each other, and we really do a good job of keeping that separate. There are some times, though, that either one of us might just say, there's something like it's there. It's like we're describing it to each other, and we know it's there, and you can't always come up with exactly what it is, but you're like, it's there. It's like somewhat fruity, and then like, you're like mango or whatever. And it's like, oh, yeah, I, I didn't even because it's not a typical tasting note. I think a lot of people, I mean, the tendency, at least with American whiskey, is you can always say caramel, butterscotch, vanilla, toffee, oak, leather. You know, leather. Like, there's certain words that are always going to be associated with that. Sometimes when it deviates from outside of there, people have a hard time at actually putting a word to what they're thinking in their head. So I could see both sides of it. Sometimes it's going to help someone who isn't as developed in the palate or just has a hard time in, in kind of splitting those things out. But I mean, if you talk to some of our friends like Seth or Aaron from Firewater Review, they don't need our help at all or anybody's help. And kind of coming up with uh, breaking up all the different tasting notes. No, I just, sorry, I didn't mean to go down too far of a rabbit hole, but while we were on powers and the power of suggestion, I thought it was worth throwing out there. Well, let's go, let's go look at my, uh, what's trending on Netflix. If we really want to go down a rabbit hole, <laughs> um, you want no. Barbie mermaid. Cause it's on there. <laughs> I, I think if you're into Irish whiskeys, I don't know what the, baseline gold standard is or what the the standard deviation would be as far as how far these things can range. But assumably, I would think this was definitely a fine Irish whiskey pour, just not necessarily my cup of tea. You know what, Zeke? I'm I'm the opposite. I'd buy it. It's good. Well, good for you. It's good crack. Good crack. It's Irish slang. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. But it's spelled C-R-A-I-C. But that makes it interesting when they first come over here. (laughs) You gotta have that crack. (laughs) What, son? <laughs> if you're talking about a person, you say a person's good crack. Oh, talking about a person, I didn't think of butt crack. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, go ahead and find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Go ahead and find us on Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads. Join our Facebook group. Follow us on your favorite podcast app. Please leave us a five-star review. Tell us why you like us. It helps us more than you know. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Well, if it's you, probably in the mirror working on voiceovers. If it's me in the mirror trying to calm out this mustache. Oh, boy! Jesus.